Welcome to Empowering Chats with Susan Burrell. This is where I help strong, capable women excavate the inner garbage in their life so they can become more confident and have more clarity on who they are and how they really want to be in the world. We have rich, juicy conversations about, yeah, you guessed it, empowerment, but also about radiating your brilliance and loving yourself more than you ever have in your life. And who doesn't want that? So join me now for another empowering chat. Hi, everybody. I have the pleasure and privilege to have another conversation with someone I interviewed last year for her book, Decoding Your Emotional Blueprint. So Judy, I'm going to welcome Judy Wilkins-Smith. Judy and I are just going to have an amazing conversation. Thanks for joining me, Judy. Oh, we're going to have a great conversation. I'm very happy to be here. Yeah. So... Uh, the conversation today, everybody, is going to be about money and abundance. And Judy's got a system. Her entire book is about a system to deal with uh, inherited belief systems, so to speak. So, Judy, why don't you speak briefly about that so everybody's kind of up to speed? Sure. So uh, it hinges on systemic work and constellations. Um, I take it perhaps a little differently. I focus a lot on the transformational aspect of it. So it's not, I see the pattern, I know what to fix, we're done. It's I see the pattern, I see what's out of balance. I see how it served me, and now it's time for that to rest, and I need to look at what is the pattern that I'm bringing into the world. So in reaction to the pattern that was there, what is my pattern? What is my addition? What is the chapter that only I can write? And so I love that. Yeah, that's where I focus a lot. It's it really you have choices. We inherit emotional DNA just like we inherit physical DNA. And emotional DNA is, is your pattern of thoughts, feelings, actions, reactions in response to an event. Uh, and of course, that can happen four or five generations ago and that creates patterns, which creates mindsets, and then we think it's the truth, only it's just our truth, and you can change that anytime you want to. But we've forgotten that we can. We don't realize that we are really capable, logical, and highly transformative co-creators. And I think that's the, the other approach I take is I, I kind of demystify the fog around how you how you manifest or how you break limiting cycles. It's not this woo-woo out there in the ethos thing. And at the same time, it is deeply transformational. It changes your life. It changes your spirit. So it, it's both. And then, of course, I bring the epigenetics and science component into it because when we do this, it's absolutely epigenetics that kicks it off and it's neuroscience. So epigenetics give you the precipitating event that then creates that whole set cascade of mindsets, patterns, thoughts, and this then creates an imprint on the system that becomes the blueprint for generations of behavior or generations of outcomes, whether it's physical or emotional. And uh, then we have neuroscience because neuroscience is what hardwires those beliefs into our brains. And tells our brains a story that the body believes, and that's the magic. So we'll come back to that. And so what we know is in systemic work and constellations, when your brain tells your body a story that your body believes, that becomes the new truth. Uh-huh. And that's how we manifest. 
we we decide I'm good enough, I'm not good enough, I'm going to be successful, we're never going to have money, we do have money, money is evil, love of money is the root of all evil, and it's, no, it's not, that's simply what you decided it was going to be, and now you stick to that because that's the script. Right, it's, and and I got going on currently because I, we're getting ready to go back to Europe a second time this year, Right. I got currently, you shouldn't spend your money, you should save your money. Oh, well, or, yes. And, and for that old age or something. Yeah, it's a good idea, but but there are other ways. And and you're beginning to, to understand that. So it's maybe I set aside this portion to spend. And maybe yes. I set aside that. And so there are different ways of working with it. But money DNA is like emotional DNA. You inherit that too. So you inherit your patterns of thoughts, feelings, actions, inactions, reactions around what has happened in your family. So we have the Great Depression and everybody says, squeeze everything you can out of a penny, turn your penny around twice, make sure you've got two of everything, waste not, want not. Uh, and then, then we get to the more generic ones that I hear all the time, which is love is the root of all evil. Love of money is the root of all evil. No, it's not. Lust of money, maybe. Love of money, no. Um, it's either love or money. It's either relationships or money. Education's better than money, and poor old money sitting in the corner going, "Enough already!" Really, exactly. Yeah. So it's when we start to change, and I, I think the most important thing to remember is that money is not uh, a commodity. Money is a relationship. So I'm so glad you said that because in your book, under uh, in the chapter that says, "Show me the money," you say. Money is not a commodity. It's a relationship. It reflects your relationship with abundance and flow, creativity and possibilities, power and potential. And I yeah. love that because as in my later years, I, I get to have money and um, and I'm utilizing it in a, what my father would say is not appropriate ways, unorthodox ways, so that my creativity um, gets expressed, but it also gets um, the energy of money, the giving and receiving of money cre is creating this beautiful teamwork I have with the people that work with me and they get to be creative and they get to explore their potentials. And so it so kind of ripples out, I guess, as I as I utilize it, not to not to say for my old age, but to empower myself by by giving it away in a way, by paying people, by I donate to nonprofits. I've got, I I stepped up last December and now I donate to four nonprofits monthly. One of one of whom is dealing with refugees, pretty big time right now. So that that I feel like then my money is working for others, and and it's not really my money, is it, Judy? It's not mine. Well, it's it's flow. It's not your money or not your money. It's flow. It's money will money will grow where you tell it to flow. Now, oh, I love that. Okay. One thing about nonprofit is this: if you think about nonprofit or not for profit, do they operate in abundance or do they operate in scarcity? Mm -hmm. and, and a lot of nonprofits operate in scarcity. Exactly, and they pay their people in scarcity, and it's supposed to be. For the love of the job, not the love of the money. Well, surprise, surprise, you need both. You need both. And money is a really good friend 
money can be an adversary if you want it to be. Um, money is a great mentor, and it's a great shaper of people. It sure is. Yeah. And and so what you want to do is is really have a good, solid, dynamic relationship with money. And uh, I told you I'm, I'm teaching it later this year. People come in and they have no idea of what their money mindsets are or how they operate or where that came from. And when they begin to have an, uh, when they begin to discover it, they suddenly realize that, of course, they are in the place that they are because that's what they've told money to do. That's what they've told themselves about money. That's what they've learned about money. And now they're perpetuating the pattern. So, but, Judy, can, can we can we just rewind just a little bit to catch up because there's a lot um, uh, because it. There's two things. I want to talk about the epigenetics where where the thought affects the body. Yes. Um and and then I also want to talk about the the ancestral lineage, the um the stream of thought belief that we then 5 10 20 generations later don't even realize we're at that effect because it has become part of our emotional dna absolutely um, so the, the the first thing let's talk about the epigenetics and then i want to talk about how do you how do you get back to the root cause when it's a generational ancestral thing right so because i've had an effect uh, uh, my physical body has been traumatized um from stress because sure. in in my early 20s when I was pursuing an acting career, mm -hmm. I ha I had to wait tables because I was hanging out with a bunch of poverty-stricken actors who didn't believe they could make money acting, which I had already done. I had I had been very successful as a commercial actress, but then when I got hanging out with my peeps, oh, all of a sudden okay. that belief system, oh my god! And I can I could not pay my rent on time. I, it, I would break out in a sweat to buy groceries when I was writing a bad check, you know, and, and that was not me until I was hanging out with these other people. Right. And it affected the health, my health, my body totally took it on. And eventually the stress just ate away until I became a type one diabetic. So, um, but that's all because of you beliefs. Now, yeah, that's beliefs, and look at what you did. You created an, a, a precipitating event. So it started when you, well, you when you went to a group who told you something, and your mind said yes, and your body said yes. We can't do this. Yes, we can't be. We cannot make a living acting. Yes, this is true. I'm I'm, I'm so afraid. Yes, I'm very afraid. Now I'm going to get sick. Yes, I'm going to get sick. Here we go all because you bought into that mindset, whereas right. before you'd actually been doing just fine. So what you also want to look for then is in your family system, were there other people who were successful and then it dropped? Oh, yeah. There you go. And so what you're doing is not only did you create that storm for yourself, but it was totally in collusion with the family system. They all did it. So guess what? Me too. Well, and as as you're talking, the the thought or the 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 I keep hearing. Well, if everybody believes it, it must be true. 
Exactly. That's exactly how this happens. If That's scary. It must be true. Therefore, it is now my truth. Now, yeah. if you look at successful people, they go, if everybody believes that there must be an opportunity, watch me. Oh, I got chills when you said that, Judy. I got chills. <laughs> wow. Yes. Oh, I'm going to start focusing on the opportunity more. Well, I already have, but uh, but even more because that's the doorway, right? That's the doorway that's to the transformation. Doorway. Everybody's telling you, yes, yes, yes. In fact, when you hear that all the time, your chances are you're listening to your multi-generational language. When it really resonates for you, you're listening to that. You were doing fine, and then you tanked. If you go back in your system, there were other people who were doing fine, and then they tanked. Now, you may not find the originator of that because it may be generations before, but you know that pattern exists. And it's actually saying to you, hey, Susan, you know what, really? Um, I've, I've kind of outlived my usefulness. Could you do something different, please? And so what do you do? You go, well, you know what? I think I'm, I think I'm going to go to Europe twice this year. In one year. <laughs> In one year. Because I can. Because I, I can. Get sick. I've actually created circumstances, and and so your your brain goes. I think I'm going to Europe, and your body goes, yeah, and you're off. So the the minute the brain tells the body a story that the body believes, that's the new truth, and people don't realize that is key to manifesting. Yes, everybody in my family struggles. Yes, everybody says life is a struggle and. Making money is a struggle. I agree. I've seen it. I know it. It's the truth. Is it really the truth? Well, I don't know. You know what? I'd really like to be abundant. What if I were to set aside X amount each month, just a little bit, and watch it grow and put it even better, put it towards something specific? Because I know that if I put it towards something specific, I know that when I get extra and I'm not going to put it over there or watch it flow somewhere else, it's going to go there. And when I do it, what have I just done? I've made a dream come true, which creates the winner effect in my brain, which means I'm going to do it again because now I know that I can. I love that. I, I just love that. Um, so here's the other piece with the, the generational, you you tied both those things in so beautifully, Judy. But the other piece, okay, I, I'm going to talk from me, everybody, because I know that I'm not the only one that goes through this crap. Um, so an opportunity to go to Europe a second time in one year. Right. Immediately when my house, my spouse said, let's go, I thought, yes, let's go. I My body felt excited. I was, yay. And then within 24 hours, I had twisted because the voice that said yes let's go became diminished it didn't go away but it got kind of small and within my mental emotional and then physical body i was a wreck i went through right. ex experiencing shame who am i you, you know my father might be dying i should stay you know um what are what's the rest of my family going to think of me? What are other people going to think of me? All that stuff to where I I I was sobbing, and and my poor husband is watching me going. I don't I don't understand. And it was all that's generational. Yes, you got caught in a systemic trance. Oh, 
So what you did was there are always two patterns, the one trying to stop and the one trying to start. So the one trying to stop is always right next to the one trying to start. That's exactly what I experienced. Yes. That was the one that knows it wants to start. That's your heart's desire. And that's where you find that chapter that only you can write. It's a yes to progression in the system. It's a yes to you in the universe. And immediately what happened was your whole system went, what? (laughs) <laughs> okay, Biden, this is plain wrong. We can't do that. You know, that's not allowed in this family. We don't do that stuff. And you went, and you reverted straight back to the family. All of those voices, those were the multi-generational voices telling you why not. And you went into a systemic trance and said, me too. I can't have that. If you couldn't have that, how dare I? Oh, my God, Judy. You just described the entire event that lasted almost a week in, in in my brain. And everybody, I'm doing this bobblehead thing. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly, that's exactly what happened. And, and, and I have, I think I, we talked about this on the previous podcast we did, um, where I went through a year more, actually almost two years now of, um, inner work, recognizing what, uh, ancestral belief systems had been passed down for generations to me. And I took time to one by one face that and stop it. I did. Right. I, I decided I do not want my son and my grandchildren's grandchildren to have the same belief system. And so it stopped it stops with me. And that's part of what this twist was, was here's another one. It stops with me. I am the, I, I am the co-creator of a new way of being. You're the change my change agent yeah. or the rest of my family from here out. And, in and it's, it's intense work when you decide that, uh, but there's also, yes, it's intense work. And this is what people will often say to me. Either it's intense work or it's hard work. Well, you work very hard and intensely every day at the other. So which one do you want to choose? That's right, Judy. I choose being happy. I choose having fun. I choose co-creating a life that is brilliant and amazing so that I can inspire others. Exactly. Or you could choose to be miserable, not go to Europe sit and twist yourself into a knot and go, go, yes, you know what? That's right. I did the honorable ethical thing and the universe is going, well, Dawn, she went to sleep again. <laughs> That's so funny. I'm laughing because I am. I'm sleeping a lot. <laughs> so oh, my sleep. Quick. Her brain gone. Get in there. Get in there. Quick. Yeah. So so what we, what do you recommend for our listeners right now Besides, besides taking one of your courses, for them to begin to deal with the the systemic uh, ancestral DNA money talk. Well, obviously, yes, I highly recommend they attend it because when they do, what they get to do is they get to see their patterns in front of them in 3D with live representatives, which means you're now having a multi-sensory embodied experience and the ahas come one after the other. 
And of course, I do it at Disney World, which doesn't hurt. So it's at, in the heart of magic. So that would be one. The other one, there are two two other things. And then the other one is is the two meditations that I have. Oh, uh, great. I don't know. Many of your people will probably know Joe Dispenza. Yes. And um, he, the person who composes the music for his meditations is the person who's composed and produced my meditations. And he uses very specific mm-hmm. kinds of music so that you you can go back. And if we've got the meditation of the, the mother, the meditation of the father, but allows you to go all the way back in your system and then come all the way forward to stand in your own shoes and to resolve a pattern. And if you want to choose money, then absolutely money. So that's another one. The book is helpful because it shows you what to do, how to speak to money, what you need to do. And it's also helpful because it teaches you a couple of things. It teaches you to sit down and ask yourself things like, what do I think about money or to go on a money walk, which is also there. What do I think about money? What do I feel about money? What are the actions I take around money? When did I first become aware of money? What was happening in my life at the time? What did I make it mean about me? What did I make it mean about others? Um, and then is there anybody in the family system who has a similar pattern? Now, for me, my awareness of money started very early, but I didn't know it was money. Uh, you know the canna lilies? Yes. They have those gorgeous little round black seeds. It, it looks yes. like, yeah. And I can remember I was I was three, and I can remember these things. It was that time of year, and they were spewing all over the ground. And I looked at these, my mom had planted them and I picked them up and I thought, if I pick up all of these and give them to mom and she tells me that every seed grows a plant, imagine how many we would have next year if she plants all those. So already there was this relationship with with the sense of gathering and abundance and flowing. And then as I think about a five or six year old uh, in South Africa, I don't know if you had that here, I think so. If you picked up bottle tops, those were metal, and um, they would give you a penny. Or if you brought the bottle in itself, which was glass, that was two pennies. So I figured out very early that there were ways to to look for and gather in resources. And my father did probably one of the wisest things. I mean, I still do it, by the way. But one of the wisest things was he sat me down as about a six-year-old And he said, here are four envelopes. And people know about the envelope system, but he taught me that very young. Here's one for spending, one for saving, one for clothes, and one for gifts. And you never borrow from the one for the other. But you Very smart. Yeah, you should always have some in a surprise envelope so that when you want to do something special, there it is. And I still do that. And, And it's a way of making sure that you pay yourself first, which is mm-hmm. one of the biggest things that you always need to do, but also keeping your finances straight in your head. And then I fell out of love with money when what they would say, what when reality hits and you have a spouse who likes to watch it go out the door. I'm the saver. You're the one who's it's going out the door. And um, I couldn't go. Money couldn't find me yeah no matter what it tried it couldn't get to me in fact I I often tell a story 
We went to a casino. We really could have done with the money. My mother-in-law has hers. I've got mine. She gives me hers to hold. I've got hers and my coins. I put three in and I hit a jackpot. And I was ecstatic. And then I realized I'd taken the, the three coins out of her jar, not mine. Now, in my family, there was a systemic sentence that said, honor above everything. So I go over to her and I say, hey, I hit the jackpot, but I've used your coins by mistake. Here's the jackpot. And she took it. Wow. Now, everybody goes, oh, that's mean. And I said to them, no, it's not. Money was trying very hard to get to me. And every way that I could, I was deflecting. It wasn't ethical. It wasn't honorable. It wasn't good. You name it. It wasn't pink. It wasn't blue. It wasn't turquoise. Yeah. And so when we came here, we got to a stage where I went, I took myself on a money walk. And I said, what what is that? What's a money walk? So I'll tell you, I walked outside and I went, okay, God, we're struggling here like a lot. I need to talk to money. I'm waiting to be hit on the back of their head with a piece of two by four because money is evil, right? But all I, I think basically what I felt more was a chuckle. And so I thought, okay, so I haven't been hit yet. I'm going to talk to money. And I think I spent a couple of hours talking to money about all my fears, all my sadnesses, all the frustrations and the irritations. And then that turned into, I remember when we were friends. I remember when I had, I remember, and I really want to get there and beyond because I know that you're more than just a commodity. I know that. And People always say, nah, except luckily for me, my daughter is, is aware and has seen it. On the way back, I picked up a $1 bill, a $5 bill, a $10 bill, a $20 bill, a $50 bill, and a $100. Wow. And then I knew that we were having a conversation, and I actually said to money, I will make sure that people learn that you are a friend and an ally and flow, and you're wonderful and we can do great things together and we can have great adventures together we can be kind to others with you we can there are so many things that we can do and that's been for me the adventure of money dna is is something that i prize highly uh i know when i forget to include money it sulks in a corner it's like fine you think you can do without me you go do that let me know when you get frustrated <laughs> I have learned that it's like the angel of health or the angel of love or the angel of whatever you want it to be. It is no different. It comes from the same source. And if you're not going to look at it, there are plenty of people who will, and they just smile. Yes, I love that. That's beautiful. And everybody, the book that Judy has, again, it's called Decoding your emotional blueprint, and she's got a chapter in it about money. And so all the all the things that when she did her money walk, all the questions she asked herself and everything, it's in this chapter. So you, she's given you a great guide and kind of like um, a hand-holding so that you can walk through your own issues and uncover your relationship with money. But Judy... And kill the assumptions. Kill the assumptions because assumptions. If you don't, if you don't kill the assumptions, they will kill you. We make dreadful assumptions, especially in the area of money. Well, you know, it's only the lucky few who get that. Really? No, those lucky few came from somewhere and they did stuff. People, they co-created in a very positive way, and they got determined 
when you said no, they said yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what they did. You know, I what, years ago when I was uh, I I teach a lot of metaphysical classes, and and when money comes up, you know, or I I I tell my students, you know, the infinite source energy is standing there with its hands full of everything you want, just waiting Absolutely. to give it to you. But you have to be willing to a to recognize that that it's there, and then to say yes. I mean, look at my tizzy do about going going to Europe again. It was like given to me beautifully, elegantly given to me without any effort. And my first response was, well, okay. And then I went, no, 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 no. What it, so what think it, about it. it does that. You've got a lot of courage. Who says no to the universe? We do. We do. I mean, we're really good at saying no to the universe. It's going, well, come on then. The other thing with people is is that quite often, and I'm I'm in that same bucket sometimes myself. I want too little. Oh yeah, and the universe is going really. That's it. Okay, just turn the spigot one little turn to the left. That's what she wants. I I have a friend who just had some major surgery, and and her um, daughter was putting together a GoFundMe, mm-hmm. uh, so to help pay for the um, hospital bills, and then give her an income because she's right. an entrepreneur. And um, and she said, so I'm asking for $10,000. I was like, what? Why? I, I said, I said, how, what's that going to get you? She goes, well, and she started to calculate and she's like, that's not enough. I said, that's not enough. That's not enough. You ask for more. And then she came up with another figure. I said, you ask for more. And so she got to see, and it's part of the surgery, you know, it's like part of what the body was have, needing to get rid of. This, right systemic family DNA about money. Don't ask for much. Don't be greedy. The universe right. like greed. No, but it loves abundance. It, it does. your intention. If you're wanting to be greedy with it, you, will, you may encounter some problems or not. But if you're coming from abundance, the universe is going, bring it. That's right. So let me let me tell everybody before we, we kind of close. I, I looked up Abundance. I have a definition for abundance, and it's an extremely plentiful or over-sufficient quality or supply. It also says overflowing fullness, affluence, wealth, copious, opulent. That's abundance. And it's not this, it's not um it's not the, the string bean version of it. No. Right. It's not money grubbing at all. It's this, it is this fullness that it need it wants to be expressed by means of us. Exactly. Exactly. I watch myself a lot with money. Oh, I can't do that. I shouldn't do that. Oh, you know, what's that going to stop? Right. Stop. Talk to money, flow money. And people go, it's not that simple. It's that simple. Here's how I explain it. If you have an abundant mindset, your heart is open, your gut is is nice and open, and your brain is on, your creative brain is on. So if there is an opportunity, you are geared to spot it. If you do not have an abundance mindset, you have 20 reasons in front of your eyes, your heart, your gut, and your brain. It can't even see the opportunity. So if you have a look during the pandemic, Um, many people 
went belly up. Yeah. Because they went, this is a pandemic. Nobody can make money. Here we go. Other people flourished. Yeah. I, I ask people all the time, what did you do with your time during the pandemic? I was, I, I was so busy working my tail off. Yep. It was, it was, I, yeah, I was really busy. Oh yeah. And so it depends on you. Are you going to allow your, your spare time to be, oh, look, I can't, I can't do anything. Or do you use that wisely and say, I wonder what I can do in 30 minutes. I wonder what I can do in 10 minutes. I wonder what, what can I do? That's going to add up and here we go. And when you ask, oh, good gracious, don't ask for a penny or 10,000. The universe is going, holy mother, these people don't get it. I know. <laughs> and it comes in, it comes in, um, I mean, abundance comes in so many different ways and forms. So to like you were talking about when you were a child and finding the seeds and gathering the seeds, that's abundance. That's and it, exactly. And, and it's it, so, so you have to pay attention to where, where else it's coming from. It's, it may not be the traditional no, really, way. Really. Well, absolutely right. Somebody takes you out for lunch. Money just gave you a wink. Mm -hmm. Somebody gives you, you uh, a plate of cookies. Money just gave you a wink. Watch the ways that it comes into your life. There are many. Many ways. Many yeah. ways. And if you want physical money, talk to physical money. Talk to it. Take a dollar bill in your hand and go for a walk. Take a, take a, a hundred dollar bill in your hand and go for a walk. And feel what it feels to walk, what it feels like to walk with money and walk with abundance. It changes everything, doesn't it? It changes everything. So Judy, okay, so we we tapped on a little bit, but everybody it'll everything is going to be in the show notes. Judy's uh where she's teaching, she's teaching at a couple of places, but uh she's teaching at Disney World on the DNA of money specifically. Yes. Money DNA and is Disney World. Houston and Dallas are emotional DNA. Those are the foundational pieces that they really teach you to understand where your patterns come from, how they've limited you, what they do to you, what the cost is, and then how do you flip that and reframe it and do it pretty quickly, and how do you keep it in place? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So all that information, everybody, will be in how you can investigate her events and sign up and all that will be in the show notes. Um, or they can go to your website. Absolutely. Right? Yes. Okay. Uh Anything else you want to say, Judy, before we close? What well, two things. One, of course, <clears throat> first, the website is judywilkins-smith.com. Um, but what do I want to say? Yeah. Making a difference in the world begins with knowing you can do it. And that's a step. No, before that, it begins with wanting to. And then moving beyond just wanting to or want to wanting to into actually doing something about it. There is, I've got to find this gentleman's name, but he said something and I'm going to paraphrase. <clears throat> what if we were taught from a very early age that money or the love of it is not an affliction, but a solution to a great many problems in the world? Yeah. How would the world look then? 
Yeah. Really. And and when you put your best forward, really go for as much as you as much as you can. And don't what money is not about greed. Money is about abundance and flow and sharing and caring. It is it is lovely. Yeah. It's lovely. It is. Judy, thank you so much for joining me today. I I I love our conversations. You're just I love and appreciate all the amazing work that you're doing because you decided you wanted to make a difference. Thank you so much. You're a gift. Thank you. And thank you for having me because we have such great conversations. Yeah. I've thoroughly enjoyed this one. So it's been such a a blessing this morning. Great. Lovely. So I'm just going to end with, and so it is, namaste. Well, that wraps up our empowering chat today. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, go to susanburrell.com. You can see all of the information about my new book, Live an Empowered Life, a 30-Day Journey. You can also access guided meditations that I have on Insight Timer through the website. And just see what else is out there on my site that you might find empowering and exciting to experience. You can also contact me through the website at Susan at SusanMorell.com. That's it for today. See you next time.